0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongol Show, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me, going around the horn, we have Josh and Liz. We have Steve. We have Justin, and we have Kev. The whole crew is here because we uh, we got a game this week, guys. Like the season is here. I, I don't want to say that I was like almost in tears earlier, but like the the, the thought that there's a game this weekend. We know there's a game this weekend. It's not going to get canceled, it's not going to get postponed. I should like knock on something. I um, say there's still
1: a chance. I, yeah,
0: yeah. But like we've got a team. We're going into like an actual season. It's just it, it's feels great, man. It's it's been too long. So uh pretty excited. Um Liz, I feel like we haven't talked to you in like forever. How's it
1: going? Um I cook a lot. I'm knitting a sweater.
0: Is it a hound sweater?
1: No, it's oh. uh more like a hobbit hole sweater. Like it's something you'd wear in the woods. Hobbit. Well, it it blends into like the background. It's like a Heidi sweater.
0: Right off the bat, Laura Ellen sends a message. Why was I not invited? Sorry,
1: Laura <laughs> I don't Ellen. like the competition, Laura Ellen. <laughs> I, I don't invited. like the competition. Yeah.
0: It was in the it was in our chat. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I blame your husband, who is on the call. So you know that's a thing. Um. Yeah, guys, I mean, I guess any any sort of preliminary thoughts here before we dive into We got all sorts of stuff to talk about this season, but I know, you know, for some of you, it's been a while since we've talked to you. Anything you guys want to say before we just get into this? No, I'm good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're Let's talking go, about season. We are yeah.
2: talking about a season. Like, that is amazing to be at this spot. We've got a season coming up, right? Like, it, Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: Long overdue to be in this spot. For sure. Um, so, Just as a reminder, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff tonight. For those of you who are watching live, feel free to uh, post your comments, questions in the chat uh, over on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, and we will obviously talk about them. And Like I said, lots of different questions, lots of different ideas, so any thoughts that you have in relation to any of them, feel free to let us know, and uh, we might put it up on the screen, just like we did Laura Ellen's comment. So guys, let's uh let's get into this. Typically whenever we do these season preview shows, we we try to go with like the big picture. Like how many points do we think the team's going to have or where do we think the hounds are going to finish? And I think one of the things that we've learned especially over the past few years is that it's really really hard to to pick any of that stuff because any number of things could happen over the course of the season. So, I think for my own personal sanity rather than going through that mental exercise i thought it might be better for us to focus on just the first five games i feel like the first five games are something that is pretty measurable you can sort of set expectations and we can revisit those on a weekly basis to sort of see where we're at so if we say after the first five games that we don't have a single win that we're going to be panicky And five games that we don't have a single win how are we feeling we can think back to that and sort of keep ourselves in check so Based on that, let's just start right there. Let's talk about the Hounds' first five games. We're going to talk about the game against Tampa a little bit more in depth towards the end of this episode. But just to set the table okay, for for what to expect over these first five games, and then I want to turn it over to you guys. We play at Tampa on Saturday. We play at Hartford the following week. We are then home to Charlotte. Then we play away at New York and then away at Loudoun midweek. So – Right off the bat, in the first five games, four of them are on the road. So that's something that like, I didn't even realize until I sat down and typed this all up. So I think that may impact expectations just a little bit. But based on that schedule, you know, what do we think are the realistic expectations after those first five games? Justin, I'm going to go to you first. What, looking at, you know, away at Tampa, away at Hartford? Home to Charlotte, a to Red Bulls, too, a to Loudon, too. You figure two of those teams are two teams essentially. Hartford, um, I want to say, has never beaten us. Uh, potentially, um, what are your thoughts? what What is a what is a realistic outcome after those first five games?
3: I almost wish you hadn't gone to me first because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm going to be the downer of the group. And I will start down and
0: go up. It's fine. Okay.
3: Well, that's good. I, I don't want this to come across as like super negative because I don't think it's a reflection on the team at all. Um but I think like my realistic expectation where I'd I'd honestly happy sitting after five games is eight points. I don't I honestly like going twice, going four times on the road, only having the one at home. Um Having you know, having a generally new team. I mean, granted, you could throw, you know, you can throw Forbes and Griffin and Villarde in the midfield and have have Dequa out there. But like you're you're generally starting with at least four to six new starters, you know, and I, so I think like you're still trying to put together a team, right? And I think Lily talked about it a little bit of like, yeah, it does help a little bit that your preseason competition was a little bit higher in quality and all of that kind of stuff. But I I think you're still trying to get into competitive games. And so I'd honestly be happy if we come away with these first five, first five games with eight points. I think we can start off slow, we can build, we can get hot at the right time, all of that kind of stuff. Um, could we go and get 15 points? Could we go and get 12 points? Absolutely. I mean, I think this is this is a schedule that's set up for that. If we get past Tampa, I think there's a chance we could run off four straight. Um, But I think, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see, we'll see kind of what happens and how this team develops, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be hitting the panic button unless we have less than six.
0: So eight points, that's basically two wins and two draws. Are you, you you mentioned sort of speeding up. Are you thinking potentially lose the Tampa draw Hartford Charlotte win against Red Bulls and Loudon? no, I think I think speeding up
3: is is season long. Like I think that's yeah. where I go season long. I think if we I don't care where the two wins and two draws come from. I think as as long as we have progress over the course of the season, I just don't think it's bad if we, if we start off with eight points after five games, you know, I don't, I don't think we're sitting at a place where we're like, oh my gosh, let's panic and, and, and go, you know, if we lose, if we lose four out of five and then, and get one win and we're sitting at three points after five games then I'm going, uh, okay, we need to, we need to do something. But I think, you know, um, if we're getting results and and getting a win here or there, um, you know, I think that'll set us up well for the rest of the season.
0: So, all right, Steve, Justin set the bar at eight points. Do you think that feels about right? Or are you panicking if we get eight? Where, where, what's the number for you?
2: I, I don't, I, I think, I, yeah, I think I'm okay with that. Um, I look at this, right? Tampa's going to be a tough game. Uh, we're going down uh, to Allying Stadium. They're a tough team. Uh, they showed on the weekend that they can score, uh, putting three on Charlotte. Um, uh, so that makes it a little, you know, like that's going to be a tough game. If our defense is clicking, like a Bob Lilly defense is capable of doing, uh, we could shut them out, get a draw, get a win. Right? Like, I don't think it takes much for us to get all 15 points out of this. I don't expect us to get 15 points out of these first five games. Um, uh, I also look down at that home game, right? Like sure first game in the stadium with actual, a number of fans, not just 150 season ticket holders in the past, what, over a year, right? Um, uh, But if we look at our record against Charlotte, we've never actually won a game against Charlotte. Um, This is the season that needs to change. Does that happen in the first game? I'd be thrilled if it does. Um, But Charlotte's going to come in fighting, I think, to try to keep that streak alive. So that's another tough game. Um, Look at Hartford, Red Bulls. I mean, they put up five goals between the two of them. Um, Loudon gave up a couple to Miami. So all winnable games there as well, I think. So uh, if we don't win three, I think uh, I'd be a little less satisfied. Um, So I'm going to put it at nine points, and the only way to do that is win three out of, well, I guess draw three and win two. That works too. I'll take that, yeah.
0: All right, so Liz, Steve, saw Justin's eight and raised it to nine. How are you How are you feeling about these first five games? What are your thoughts? All
1: right, thoughts? I am here for hot takes only. <laughs> Don't know enough to make these predictions, but I'm going in strong. We're getting six points. It's going to be three draws. <laughs> three draws, one win, one loss. We're going to win the second game super decisively, and everyone's going to be real excited, especially since it's the AGM but then we're going to lose New York Red Bulls, like probably in like the last 89th minute. Everyone's going to be devastated, and we're only going to feel okay about drawing Loudon. That's what I'm saying.
0: See, you said six points, and I laughed, but then I'm like, we're going to look back on this, and we're going to be like, we just called it six <laughs> points, lose the Red Bull. Like, that's that, that realistically could happen. Josh,
4: is she right? I was going to say nine. I mean, I feel like we're all being a little bit not pessimistic but we're not we're not trying to you know call all uh, all wins but the, the reason i'm thinking that is not only because the reasons already stated but also the late start i mean these other teams have gotten a jump on us with as far as like competitive games meaningful games and just feeling like their season's already going and ours is coming in late so i I'm a little bit scared of that, of us having a little bit, you know, not even a slow, slow start, just the fact that we're we're playing from behind already. Um, So I I would be very satisfied with three wins, two losses. Uh, Tampa Bay is what scares me right now, especially with, you know, them having a, what, 3-0 win uh, their first game. And, like, they're going to be coming in ready to play. So that's going to be a hard one to win. Uh, And then – I'm not scared, of Charlotte. I feel like the Charlotte thing is more of a statistical like anomaly. Like, oh, this is weird. We've never beat like, okay, like I feel like that that's going to happen. We're going to win. Calling it now. Uh, <laughs> but I'm a little bit scared of uh, the unknowns as far as like Red Bulls too. You never know what's going to happen. Hartford has been interesting to watch already. They're like, okay, they they have a lot of fight in them. Loudon, I'm not worried about that. One has to be a win. Um, so, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we get three wins, two losses.
0: All right, Kev, bring it home. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with seven, maybe even
5: six. <laughs> um, six. six okay. Team Liz. <laughs> 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 I think it just, yeah, so historically, you know, we don't start that fast. Um, I know, like, you know, in the preseason already, Bob has been talking about how I, I mean, I massively reading into a lot of the comments, but it, it it sounds like, you know, he might be more aware of that this season and trying to address it and and trying to get systems in play quicker earlier in the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, away at Tampa might be our most difficult game of the season. First game off, uh, you know, f- first game for us. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm with Josh. I, I, like harvard and as a quick note for hartford yeah i mean we did lose to them last year when it mattered um, right before the playoffs um and you know the fact that yeah i don't know i just i think hartford i'm i yeah i have a weird liking of hartford i'm becoming a low-key fan of hartford i think they're kind of cool you're like Dan um, griffin just kept yeah maybe how much
0: he loves hartford <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yeah. the team the town but yeah yeah
5: um so yeah no i think this is this is a tough this is a tough stretch we we normally start a little slow um and uh and i think a lot of these are yeah we're getting difficult games i think out of the way pretty quickly um so no i i i am trying i'm struggling to think of a list of five results that would worry me um like two points might worry me (laughs) even three at this point honestly like depending on the manner in which it happens i'm not like at panic stations necessarily but uh yeah, I, 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 let's get through the stretch of five games. Let's play well, and and let's pick up some points where we can. And as long as we do that
0: in general, I think it's that's fine. I am going to buck the trend, and I'm going to say 12 points or bust. Of um, course you will. And here's why. Here's why. Typically, I, I shouldn't say that I'm not the optimistic one. I feel like, I don't know. You guys can tell me whether or not the op- I'm the optimistic one. Um, here's why. I think that this team... Uh, we're going to get into depth a little bit here later. I feel like um, <laughs> I feel like we have so much attacking depth this season that I, I don't want to say you can't teach an old dog new tricks because we all know that you know as much as you like to say that Lily is a defensive first coach, he likes to say otherwise. But I think we're going to see a completely different look to this team, and I think we're going to come out and just try to outscore teams while having, you know, the past few years, it's been like lockdown defense. I I think our defense is going to be good, but like, I don't necessarily think we're going to be the shut down, grind them out defense that we've had previously. I think that we're going to instead put three guys up top and just let them go crazy. And see or, what happens. Where was that in the Danny Vitiello interview? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do my research before the Danny Vitiello interview, Kevin. What
1: historical evidence do you have for this? No offense, but like listen, Lily has, <laughs> no, had no, no, no. To, Lily has had to evolve every year. Cause like we've always we say it every year. Mm-hmm. The league isn't leaving Lily behind, he's keeping up, we're finishing top of our division, blah blah blah. Okay. So if he's having to evolve every year in which one of his seasons has he ever started off with 12 points? Oh, no, no, no. He's just, he's had like, and this is another year where he's evolving. And like we said this, like he has more forwards than we've ever had. We have more forward depth. Like I just, as much as he can do in the preseason, when you're constantly evolving your team like that, your beginning of the season is just generally slower. So I think you're going to have more draws, which is a traditional Lily thing in my mind now that you, you hit those draws first.
0: Listen, I don't disagree with that at all, but I also think back to last season when we were all looking at, like, oh, man, we got to go to Louisville for our first game, and they're opening their stadium, and, like, it's not going to be good, and the first half didn't look good, and then we came out and we beat them, so, like, yeah. I think that Tampa, Tampa is a good team, I think everyone is picking Tampa to sort of be the favorites out of our division, but... You know, there there are little things, and again, we're going to talk about Tampa, you know, later. But you watch a little bit of that game that they had last week, and like you know, they have Duba in attacking position, but he's out wide, and he wasn't really drawing fouls or anything. He was more of like a playmaker, which is new to him as well. So that's not. I can't you know, I can't make any assumptions around one player for an entire team. But there's definitely things here that I think other teams are trying to figure it out as well. So. You know would i be surprised if if we come out of this and it's six or seven points out of these first five games no i wouldn't be surprised but at the same time you know we may come out after these first three games and go holy crap like we're winning four one or five two or something like that and it's just it's crazy fun times
4: counterpoint so- <laughs> i feel like what's gonna happen is lily's gonna <laughs> bend these players to his style a play, and <laughs> it's not going to be like we have like a whole bunch of forwards at this point. Some of these forwards are going to be more like midfielders. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like, like putting Messi at right back. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's fine. You're fast. I get it. Go here. Like you're a winger now. <laughs> like it's it's not going to be. I I I have a sneaking suspicion. All these forwards, we might not see them in forward uh, play.
1: I think that's underestimating his acknowledgement of the need to score. That's
4: fair too.
0: No,
5: I, just, I, I will think it will be interesting because I think it, last season it wasn't like we were from memory. Uh, we we were good at converting the chances we had. It felt like we had high conversion rates, and it wasn't like we were creating chances. We weren't. Right, like, we had, we were we had low chances. chances
0: we had low chances, high conversion rate.
5: Yeah, and. Yeah and i mean that I, you could, that points to a, a couple of different possibilities one of them being we were fortunate one of them being we had good finishers who you know finished chances at a higher conversion rate than than maybe other players in in the league but um
0: i would almost argue that our the players that we got are better converters than the one that we had and i that that is yet to we'll be see. seen yeah we have to yeah. wait and see but you know the likes of Cicerone and and Alex and like it it just feels like we're we're grabbing guys that have been around the league and they're not necessarily going to surprise you because you sort of know what they are and what they are is they're good finishers they're good creators.
3: Was that Mike pretending that Rapapa Mensa wasn't the best forward in the US i
0: not what is happening okay. right now. I didn't <laughs> yeah, say
3: Deak right
2: forward and Albert I,
0: I didn't say did <laughs> Dequan? the
2: one that's still here, though.
0: And hold on a second, L- <laughs> lest, lest we ignore the fact that Lily did say that there were good players that he tried to keep, and he mentioned he mentioned Mensa. So, like, he tried. You know who's still here. Deke was still here, maybe, (laughs) uh, you know. (laughs) It's
1: going to gonna be awkward it. when we get
5: Deco on the show. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, I'm just going like, to, like... We're
1: never getting him on the show now. Like,
0: hide off to the
5: side.
1: Mike couldn't be like here for this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> you just see me, like...
5: Is he, yeah. is he your my Kevin Kerr? Is that is that what's that? I
0: think, I think it's slowly becoming that. And I never said that, like, Deco was a bad player. I just said that I thought that Mensa was better. But, okay. All right, we're going to let it go. Because I hope he proves me wrong. I hope You're that that's it. Never letting way.
1: it go, Mike. Please, <laughs> know, please don't I count know. on that.
0: <laughs> All right. So so that's our realistic expectations for these first five games. Um, we've got some fun teams that we're gonna be playing here for the first five games. So which I, I don't I was gonna ask what or which game are you most excited for? And I'm guessing that the majority of you are gonna say home to Charlotte Independence because we're likely going to be at the game. So discounting the fact that we'll be at home. Which one of these five teams are you most excited to see us play? Tampa, Hartford, Charlotte, Red Bulls, Loudon. Uh, Kev, we'll go reverse order. Pick your team. I, I wouldn't say there's one.
5: I, I could. You're gonna hate this, but I'm not gonna answer your question. Uh, like uh, I'm gonna work. Okay. Moving on. I could say I could say I'm I'm least excited about Loudon. I could say like. I'm probably least excited about Red Bulls
4: 2. We're almost there. If you keep on least, three more. Three more. Let's get more. Who's your third most least? I, I,
1: third most least. Do these shows I, I, get I, titles? I, Can we title this third most least? Third most least. <laughs>
4: yep. That's
5: the title of the show. I, I think I'm, I'm most excited for Hartford or Charlotte. Um, <laughs> okay. And I can't give you reasons why. Um I'm just, I, All right. he just feels it
1: me. in his heart. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Liz,
0: what are you most excited for?
1: I'm most excited for Tampa. I think that they're going to be a really hard game. It's the beginning of the season, a season that we sort of know how it's going to go out, but also we know some of the the top players on Tampa. You mean like we've we've played with them, we've played against them, we've coached them. Like coach knows these players to some extent. So I'm really interested to see how we hold up again. I think it's going to be a very physical game. Everyone is gonna be so exhausted. You can't take my answer, Kevin. No, I'm not <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs>
5: I'm just like so yeah, like obviously everyone's films about all good. My only thing, my only reasoning with the whole Tampa thing is it feels like for me at least I want I want the Tampa game to be later in the season once both teams have more of their feet underneath them, because it feels like it should be a pretty like deciding game of how the conference standings or, or like the division standings finish. It feels like these are like, I want these two teams to be hitting each other in the middle of the season. Once their form is all worked out and everything, I, I I don't want the excuse of us playing Tampa to just be like, well, we weren't ready yet. And like, and that's why we got what we got, but you're right. Like it's, it's, I think it's an exciting matchup. Um, I'm just, in a, in a way I'm kind of caught, like I'm kind of scared, like that. We're just not, we're going to be rusty and,
0: My one argument against the rust thing is I feel like this preseason, more than any, we've actually tested ourselves in ways that we haven't seen previously. So the fact that, you know, we played Indy, we played Cincy, you know, yes, we played Philly Union 2 this past weekend, but we also spotted them two goals in the first half and then scored four in the second. And Bob talked about in the press conference after the fact that this Philly Union 2 team have played together like constantly over the past year. So this isn't like it's a bunch of new guys just thrown on the pitch. Like they've played together. They know each other's tendencies and we were still able to put four behind them pretty quickly. So I almost feel like this is the most prepared we've probably been coming out of a preseason. Um, Obviously we'll have to wait and see, but Josh, what, uh, what team are you most excited to see here?
4: I'm going to say Charlotte because not just because it's, you know, a home game. It's going to be the the, the first home game of the season, blah, blah, blah. But I, I feel like it's it's more of what we talked about before. We've never beat them. Uh, it's uh, six losses against them and five draws. And it would be really cool to, you know, have that, that weight off our shoulders, have that, you know, the whole weird statistic of them never losing to us uh, be changed. So I, I, that's an exciting game that has repercussions. In that mentality, not only for this season, but for the league in general.
0: Yeah. Our buddy Hugh Roberts will be making his return to Pittsburgh. I'm going to try to see if we can get him on the show and talk to him. He has been a busy man this offseason, so that would be great. Steve, how about you?
2: Well, I mean, I'm going to go Charlotte as well, Um, you and Josh brought up two of my three points for why (laughs) Charlotte. so um, the other one is it's just a team i keep track of quite a bit because my family's down in charlotte so i kind of keep track on what's going on with soccer in charlotte um if i had to pick a secondary usl team it might be charlotte um but yeah i mean so you know i just i know what's going on down there it's
0: gonna be fun to watch them fun to watch that matchup justin tell us why loudon is going to be your favorite (laughs) <laughs> thank you i'm glad that you said that um, actually
3: very seriously i think like because i'm uh, i'm a little bit concerned about a slow start i mean i don't think we're gonna have a crazy slow start but um i think that's the game where we just get the kinks worked out like i think that's just the game where we come in and drop four and you know it, it just looks good and it feels good and we go oh we do have a good team um and even if we won some games previous to that i think they're gonna be you know do i think we could go down to tampa this weekend and get a 1-0 result sure but it's gonna look ugly it's gonna feel like nashville two years ago when we just mm-hmm. go silence their crowd and play boring soccer for 45 minutes and you know that's what it's gonna feel like but i think that's the game where we come in and go okay we're actually really good we're gonna be fine um so i'm excited about the loudon game because i think it's just the game where we get the kinks worked out
0: yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I think I, I'm looking for I I'm looking forward to all of these games, but I think that Loudon is that one where we know who we are. I think when we go into Tampa, there's going to be a lot of jitters, and we're going to say, like, well, like you said, if we get, like, a 1-0 win or a 2 nothing win, we're like, okay. But was that a fluke? Or, like, did Tampa not play good? And we were like, okay. By the time we get to the Loudon match, we'll have four other games under our belt, you know, two of them against – uh, or I guess three of them against you know legit teams that are going to be pushing for the top, um, and uh, and yeah. So so we should have a clear idea of who we are at that point.
1: It's so low key rude. Two <laughs> teams to like <laughs> matter. <laughs> I love the shade.
3: Uh, Loudon's not good though. That's good. <laughs> I mean, it's not a two team thing. It's a Loudon thing. Yeah. Loudon's not good. The problem is you cut this off one game short of like the best game of the season. So that's the problem.
0: Well, we got it. We got to save something for, you know, the next few weeks. Come on, man.
5: I'm not looking that forward ahead. What is the best game
0: of the season? June 6th. Austin. I'm Austin. Austin bold. Austin bold. Oh, nice. Coming to high Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. So that's, that's sort of what we think in terms of the, the games and how these first five games are going to shake out guys. Let's talk about the actual team itself. So, When you look at the roster, I think we only we have 22 players rostered, roughly. The site says less than that, but when you start adding in, um, you know, people like Tommy Williamson, who we signed as a trade or not a trade, a loanee from, um, oh geez, San Jose. Jose There is. I was gonna say San Diego. I'm like, that's not right. It's one of those sands out in California. Um, We're we're at roughly 22. Now, when you look at, you know trying to predict you know what this team could look like come saturday in terms of the starting lineup i think it's very difficult to do just because lily's often likes to shape the team that uh, that he puts out based on the team that we're playing but one of the things that caught me by surprise when i actually started to break all these players out is as we've mentioned just how many forwards we have so we have the customary three keepers i don't think anybody here is probably arguing against danny vidiello as the starter at this point considering you know obviously he won the golden glove last year and the fact that he's sort of been the face of their media circuit early on in the preseason um yeah i think danny has it pretty much locked down we have four center backs which i think that feels about right does anybody concerned about only having four center backs does anybody think we need one more
5: no, no, because Todd Pratson is going to come in and right. box it all off. Or, Kevin. or Rayleigh, one of the two. It doesn't yeah, or Rayleigh. Really. <laughs> I mean, according
1: him. to Josh, your midfielders are, or your forwards are going to drop back, so then a midfielder is going to have to drop back, so you'll be fine. That's yeah. true.
0: I I was specifically looking for Kevin's uh, thoughts after, you know, Liverpool losing so many center backs. So four, you think you're good with four? Okay, good. We're good with four. Um, We've got roughly four wingers. I think, you know, one of those guys could likely slide into the middle, especially if it's weird because some of the preseason games, Lily has gone to almost like a five at the back where he's used three of those center backs in the middle and then kept the wingers out wide. So Again, I think having depth at your winger is a good thing. I think last year – I'm trying to think if we really had depth. We had Danny Rivera who could sort of play either side um, for for James or Dover. But beyond that, it's kind of light, I guess. So, yeah, four wingers. And then at midfield, I felt like we had more midfielders. And this is where probably some of the forwards will drop back. But at midfield, we got Kenny, Danny Griffin, Todd Wharton, Anthony Velarde, and Louis Perez, which – it feels like the biggest unknown out of that group is Louis Perez. And when we talked to all of the players and coach, the one name that kept coming up was Louis Perez. So that will be an interesting one to watch. And then at forward, we technically have six forwards based on what the team is putting out. Josh Gatt, Wyatt Borso, who is the what? 17 year old that we signed from the Academy. Um, Russell Cicerone, Albert Dequa, Alex Dixon, and Tommy Williamson. So (laughs) like, You could literally roll out some combination of three forwards and then have three other ones to come off the bench that might bring you something else entirely. And, you know, Josh is sort of a question mark, I think, for a lot of us. But if he clicks, it could click and be really good. Um, The fact that we signed Wyatt straight out of the academy means that there's something there. Russell Cicerone is a known Albert Deke was a known Alex Dixon is a known and in theory Tommy Williamson is a known he scored in the preseason game on Saturday so like this is this is why I'm kind of excited about you know how these early games could go because we've never had offensive depth like this like it's always been like okay who's our big guy who's gonna knock down stuff and crosses and then who's our speedy guy that might show up underneath and that's kind of it um so yeah. So let's, let's do this. Let's, let's just predict. I know this. I'm like, I, I'm like, where do I go from here? Let's uh, let's predict a formation and then try to figure out who is on the bench. Let's say primarily in the midfield and forward. I think we probably have a pretty good idea and I'm going to probably be wrong anyway of who our defensive players are going to be, who our keeper center back, swingers are going to be. So you know, do we think that Lily goes with a four at the back and does, you know, I don't know, a four-three three, four, four, two? What are what are our thoughts here? Kev, what do you think? You've watched uh, so, Lily. Uh, I
5: mean, in, in the preseason already, he's you know, he, he's had five at the back before in the preseason. He's he showed a tendency to do it last season and the season's gone by. So I wouldn't I, I mean like yeah it, i think you, I've got, we've yeah. gotten used to him playing different formations depending on on the the opponent i know that's being a bit uh, cheating because not really i mean there's still a, a, a general trend throughout the entire season of shape and formation but um i don't yeah i don't know I, I i'm i i would be worried about if if he's really wedded to a certain system that includes three at the back i'd be worried about depth over the course of the entire season but um based off of what he has and, and where the talent lies.
0: I was gonna say, here's my concern. And Justin, tell me why I'm wrong here, or you could you can agree with me. If we go five at the back, then that means that you're keeping one of the midfielders and forwards off the field. And like with that sort of depth, like that's a lot of depth to, to have on your bench, which is a good thing. But what are your thoughts?
3: I I mean yeah, I just I I just don't see Lily going with a 4 at the back. I mean, I think if I remember correctly, I think all 16 games last year he played 5 at the back. I don't think he played a different formation at all last year. And I mean the one the one thing that I could see not working for that is you're losing Ryan James. And I think like losing Ryan James you might go Okay, well, we need some speed on the outside. We need some speed in the middle. So, like, let's get that from a midfielder rather than having a wide, a wide back of some sort. But I think you could almost go with an unbalanced, like you could almost go with a four-four-two that looks a little bit unbalanced. That like you start, you know, Dover Dover gets up high, and then you have Cicerone or somebody on the other side who, you know, in, in in the offense is getting up high, but then, you know, when they drop back that that like right the other sided center back from Jordan Dover's like sliding over to the outside back position. And like it starts looking like a four four two when you're defending and like a three five something or other when you're going forward. And so I think it just like I think it totally depends, but I think he's probably gonna go with that five three two that we've seen for um, so long. And I think that's where you start to see Cicerone and um, like draw Cicerone, especially like drop to the midfield, um, but be pretty aggressive in the midfield. That's what I think I like about this kind of system and the, in the way that they play. And one of the things that I, one of the things that I'm really hoping for is like, when you have guys like Todd Wharton and Russell Cicerone who have played in the midfield, but tend to be a little bit more advancing is I hope they, are able to help Velarde and Griffin like really grow in their career as the season progresses and that sort of thing. Like I I really hope because I don't think Velarde and Griffin really have had somebody to help them grow in their craft. Right. So I think like that's probably where it's going to sit for me is like, I think it, I think it's probably a, like a five, three, two, but I think one of your outside wingers could almost be a midfielder and not an outside back.
5: Not not Kenny helping them grow last season. I think Kenny Kenny's just more of a
3: holding midfielder. And I think like I like holding box to box. And I think that, that to me, like that's not the style that Griffin and Velarde play. Yeah. They're more of playmaking midfielders. And I like when you look across the, that's where like looking across the league, I wish somebody like Lebo was still here because I think they'd I love they'd like
0: Lebo. You make fun of me for Mensa. You love Lebo. I I do, and I'm <laughs> one of those players.
3: It's one of those players. I'm really disappointed that they that they let go, but it's it's somebody that I think could have helped these guys grow a little bit more um, in their craft. But I think like Kenny's great. I the, I'm not bashing Kenny at all. I just think he's a different type than Griffin and Velarde. But I think it's I think to 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 wrap that up. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a 5
0: 3 2 of some sort. 5 3 2. All right. Steve, what do you think?
2: Uh, so, Justin talked about a lopsided 4 4 2, um, which is exactly the wording I was thinking. Um, I, I, I do. I think we're going to have three true defenders regularly. Um, uh, and Jordan is going to be playing as a defensive winger. And I think we're going to have an offensive winger on the other side. And so, when Jordan drops back, the three defenders in the back will slide over a little bit. When he goes forward, it'll be three at the back. Um, it, it just looking at the personnel that we have, looking at the way that these guys have played in their careers in the past, um, we really don't have a left wing back on the roster uh, other than Rovira um, or Cicerone has played in that position. Um, so, um, Rivera hasn't been getting as much playing time as I'd like to see in the preseason yet. I think he's going to get more time as the season goes on. I'm, I'm I think he's primed for a breakout season. Um, but I also don't know if playing as a left wing back is his best position. I mean, we saw him uh, in that indie game a couple seasons ago. I mean, he or last season, right? Yeah. Where yeah. I mean, he was just spectacular for 90 minutes playing a man marking defensive role. Um, so I, I, think he's really versatile and if we pigeonhole him to left wing back, I'm going to be dissatisfied at the end of the season. So yeah, I, I, see it three at the back, uh, with wingers
0: staggered, um, two forwards and three other midfielders. So let me, I, I don't disagree with anything. I think that Lily is going to shift and morph and change things, but um, just sort of looking back at some of our preseason games and just going purely based off of personnel in terms of our starting 11. It looks like against Cincinnati, we rolled out a 5-2-3. It looks like against Louisville, we rolled out a 4-3-3. It looks like against Indy, so we're like sort of progressing through this, we were closer to a 4 4- Uh, two, three. And then finally against Philadelphia union two, we were more like a five, three, three. So it feels like Lily is going to shift and change and do all sorts of things. Josh, if you had your choice, I'm not saying you're a Lily in this case. I'm just saying you as a fan, would you prefer to see a situation where the hounds have three guys up top dedicated to trying to score? Or would you rather see us, Play the typical lily that we're used to seeing, where it's five at the
4: back, and then we sort of make magic happen from there. I mean, it's what what I prefer is us not to lose. So you know, whatever that. (laughs) I should have known. I should have known. But that said, like even when we're talking about like these different formations and that kind of stuff, like it's very formation fluid with uh, with lily. Like it's not like when he goes in with a certain lineup and that means it's going to be uh, you know, a five in the back the whole time. It, it it depends. And like our attackers defend just as much as they attack. Like it's, it's not a situation where I'm worried about us having too many attackers and then letting balls leak through it. That doesn't happen. Like it, it doesn't, it's not the way he plays. It doesn't, it's not the mentality he gives the players. Like when we don't have the ball, they're all defending. And so I don't really see an issue with three up top because it's not going to be like, no one's going to be defending because of that. So all that to say is like, I want to see us having a fun attacking base, uh, you know, style, but at the same time, I'm not saying that that means we can't be defensive, uh, defensive minded because that's kind of what is baked into, to the Lily style. Yeah. I want to talk
0: here in a second about sort of because of the depth, there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be on the bench that I think normally are coming into the season. We would have just expected to be starters. Liz, looking at this list of like midfielders or forwards, who do you think you will be most disappointed if they aren't starting come Saturday?
1: I don't know. <laughs> You've asked the worst possible person this question. Like What? I mean, this is not my forte. Hot take. Our formation is gonna be three four three. That's my hot take. <laughs> okay. As far as the lineup, it'll be what I've got to count. Yeah, seven people that everyone expects. Three people that all of you guys go, yeah, really? And one person out of that three, Dan Yost will hate. That's all I know. <laughs> That's what I know.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, like I said, five games in, we're going to be looking back at six points and Liz calling the 3 4 3. And that's just what it's going to be. So I, I like it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so let's all right. Then let's talk a little bit about depth because, you know, if say, say that we have, say that we start two forward, no, let's start in the midfield. Okay. Let's say that we play three midfielders. Then you have Kenny, Danny, Todd, Anthony, and Louis Perez. You could realistically be looking at a scenario where Danny Griffin isn't starting, or even more so, if we have two players in the midfield. You could be looking at a scenario where Danny Velarde and Louis Perez aren't starting, and I think those are some crazy assets to be able to bring off the bench. You look at the forward situation with, you know, Alex Dixon, who led the team when he played for uh, Hartford. You have Tommy Williamson from the MLS draft, Josh Gatt, who was with the US men's national team. You have Russell Cicerone, who's a proven player, Albert Dequa, who did okay for us here last year. And I mean, like, <laughs> again, you could bring any of those guys off the bench. Like, is Lily gonna be like a, you know, 70th minute superstar here, where you just sort of you do what you gotta do and you get in the 70th minute and put two or three goals away? Josh?
4: I mean, is Forbes playing the full 90? Is are are we expecting Josh Gatt to play a full ninety? Like, there's a lot of players here that are good. I agree, but like, they're not young players, and I could see some of these players being definitely subbed off pretty early on, or subbed in like super subs. Like, I don't, I expect that obviously for Forbes, but just in general, like, I I see some really good subs coming off the bench because the fact that we have some players that are not going to have a full tank gas.
0: I mean, I I don't disagree, but I also don't see Lily as the kind of guy to sign like three quarters of a player. Like, I don't see him going out and be like, you're going to be good for 70 minutes. And then I'm going to need to find somebody else to bring, you know, to come in and cover for you. Am I, I mean, wrong?
1: For, for me, this speaks to Lily's need and desire to be able to adapt and change within a single game. And we see this all the time between halves. But even if he got in like 20 minutes and he's like, this isn't working. I want you to change your formation. He would just make the players change their formation. They're expected to be very versatile compared to a lot of other teams. And I think that's what the signings that we've seen are is like, these are players who are able to meet that versatility and 80% of their skill is what they're named as. And 20% of their skill is somewhere else where Lily knows he can use them if he needs to. That's what it says to me. I don't think that we're going to be like, Oh, in the 70th minute we put on, our superstars and all of a sudden that's when we score. I think like he's playing the full game and we will see plenty of these players for the full 90 minutes, but he wants to be able to adapt at a moment's notice. He loves being able to change up what's going on on the field so that he can meet whatever team he's playing.
0: See, Liz, you like to come on here and just pretend that you're the pretty face and don't have anything good to say, but you you know what you're talking about. Don't don't sell yourself.
1: I mean, I know it. this, but don't ask me what the starting 11 is. I don't know. <laughs> I know what I know, and I really don't know what I don't know.
0: All right, so everybody other than Liz, let's, let's do a hot take here. Who do you think is going to be the super sub in these first five games? So not good enough to start, but is going to be the first one off the bench. And is going to sort of make a difference here So Steve I'm going to pick On you first who is your super sub I, I'm I'm assuming It's a midfielder or forward but it could be You know no, it, a center back it, it's going to be a
2: midfielder uh, okay. Like you're out of your mind if you think If he's the same
0: player Danny Griffin is
2: not starting Every game that he can this season Just going to say that uh, no but the super sub uh, It's going to start out as Luis Perez um, And throughout The first five games Perez is going to prove his worth And then Velarde is going to go back to being that super
0: sub that he's been in the past. Interesting. <laughs> That's a hot take. That is a hot take. I mean, the I one right. the the one guy who doesn't have the experience out of those four. Yeah, I, and I don't disagree. I think that'd be very that would be a very good problem to have if Luis Perez is like the number ten that we're all hoping that he is. Justin, who's your who's your super sub here? Hot take.
3: Alex Dixon.
0: Alex Dixon. You don't think Alex Dixon starts?
3: No. I don't think he starts actually. I think I think you have I think you have wide players. Uh I think I think Dequa is probably your starter and I think he's I think going to go with what he knows. Not that Alex Dixon isn't known, but Dequa's has been here for half a season. So <laughs> he'll 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 start the games, but I think like that's where you're going to get your forward sub is you're going to get Alex Dixon coming in. I think I mean I think here's the thing here's the thing that I love about our lineup this year and what we could put out there is like we can we can press this year like more than we have ever been able to press. When you're looking at guys like Got Cicero, Dequa Dixon, Williamson, Griffin, Velarde, like we can we can press the heck out of teams and make bad teams look really bad. And I think like that's what we can do really well. And so I would rather, instead of, like, throwing Diqua and Dixon and, like, in trying to put as many forwards out there as you can at the beginning, like, you got to save one of them for late in the game when, when legs are getting tired, defenders are getting sloppy, all that kind of stuff. Then you're picking passes off, then you're running at defenders, then you're being physical with them and all that kind of stuff. And I think whatever way you slice it, Dixon for Diqua or Diqua for Dixon, like, then you're going to really put some pressure on teams and put some pressure on defenders um, to make smart decisions in the 85th minute when they're exhausted. So um, I think that is, that's something we could probably do really well
4: this year.
0: I like that call. Josh, who's your super sub?
4: Yeah. I mean, originally I was thinking maybe Josh Gatt, um, but Alex Dixon is also a really good call. I mean, I don't think, I don't know. I I feel like I'm being ages here, but I I don't think a 31 year old forward is going to be, our starting player and gonna be on the field the most, uh, and that's uh, uh, Dixon. Uh, I think Josh Gatt's 29, so uh, like, I don't know, I feel like that's a good safe bet would be Dixon coming in and being like the 75th minute sub.
0: Okay, Kev, super sub, Filarde. Uh, I don't Oof. think he's a
5: starter. Um, to be honest, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do, like, yeah two midfielders, like le- like legitimately, like Liz's 3-4-3 shout. I mean, like in that scenario, I think you can play, like Dover can play as like a, a, a wide fullback, a wide midfielder. He's scored, you know, a decent share of goals from being a right back. Um, so, and, and same thing with Rivera, uh, you know, Rivera has – I think, yeah, the, the versatility and capability to play in the midfield as well. So I think like the likes of Kenny and, and, and Griffin, I, I feel very comfortable and, and yeah, saying like, yeah, they're, they're pretty nailed down as midfielders. Um, I don't think Louis Perez is going to get anywhere near it, especially in the first few weeks. If, um, <laughs> I, and, and yeah, I don't know, Velarde, I, I think he's at the beginning of the season, um lily i think i don't know for me he he gave like it it felt like he gave velarde a shot and he gave him a a run of games at the beginning of the season i run of games might be too generous he he might have only got like two games starting um but most games he comes off in the 70th minute and then towards the end of the season i don't think he was getting that many starts anymore um but he's still impactful he still scores goals so I, i think that yeah, I think I think Velarde is a really, really valuable asset, but I don't think he's gonna be starting.
3: Kev, maybe you agree with me, and I and I just have to ask this question because he was your pick. Uh, is Velarde back if Mertz is still here.
5: Yeah, Ooh. I I mean I I think he's even further down the packing order. Um, I yeah, is really weird. I think he's he's right on that line of of kicking on and being something special and right on that line of like, well, like, we you tried. know, yeah. you, in, in the USL, you, you get yeah, things move quick and turnovers quick and you don't, you don't have a lot of time to prove yourself at a club. Um, if Mertz is here, yeah, Velarde is not getting many minutes this season.
3: Yeah. I, I don't think he's necessarily even on the roster if, if Mertz is here. Yeah. But
0: I just, I like, depending on how things shake out, I agree that I think Danny Griffin I feel like he's too talented not to start, but like I also don't think you can't start Kenny or Todd Wharton. Like I think the two of them have to, considering their experience. We started all last season without Todd Wharton. So. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but like <laughs> I'm just saying, like we didn't bring Todd Wharton in to sit on the bench. Like you know, he's here to to play midfield and he does good things from the midfield. And so like it's tough. Kevin's Kevin loves oh that God. answer so Looks much like he just laughed. Done to him. Yeah, he
1: just, <laughs> you he, broke he's Kevin. Gone.
0: I'm going to say that my, my super sub is going to be and and this is a total shot in the dark, but I'm going to say Tommy Williamson. I think I agree, Justin, with your point about we're going to batter down teams and that's going to make room for whoever that sub is that comes in it forward. And I see Williamson playing in the middle, whereas Gat seems like he's going to be more of an outside guy. So Williams is going to have, or Williamson is going to have more of the potential for an impact. And he's also after being loaned down from MLS, he sort of has that chip on his shoulder the same way Gat does, but like he's younger. He has something to prove he's a little bit fresher. Um, So I think he's the one that maybe comes off the bench and he's or, sort of, or
5: he's annoyed that he has to play in the USL. I,
0: I mean, this is the <laughs> other thing I sort of see him as like, <laughs> this is I'm just like throwing shit all over the place. He's like Mark Forrest, but like, you can actually, like, hope that it, like, I have a in.
5: jersey of him in I my know. Closet, <laughs> all right? I
0: bought it for you. But, like, it's the case. For, we, we all know, like, at the end of the game, you throw in Forrest, and it was a total Hail Mary. I don't think Williamson And he produced
5: it. one of the greatest moments in club <laughs> history. Okay,
0: so. One. But, like, yeah. legendary moment. <laughs> so I'm going to say Williamson. And, you know. We'll see why. I'm probably wrong, but
3: you know. Josh asked the question early on: Is Kenny Forbes going to play 90 minutes? The answer to that question is always yes, unless he's hurt. <laughs> That's
4: fair. Yeah. That's fair.
3: Even even at 31 years old, he'll he'll sit in that defensive midfielder role and just.
4: Tell probably, all the other guys where to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, if he's asked to do it, he's going to do it. I have no doubt. If he's asked to do it, he's going to do it. Well, but I'm worried can, about him getting injured. If he, he can keeps do it, up. it
1: because he can step back a little bit and we can throw up one of our wingers. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Our wingers exactly. aren't necessarily full defensive. I think that, I mean, I guess you list them as defensive because traditionally they are, question mark. I don't know things. But for me, most of our wingers are more midfielders to me. Like They don't play that far back most of the time.
0: I mean, I guess that's the other question. Does Lily technically roll out a four-man backline, but Kenny is sort of that fifth that sits like right, barely in front of them, and directs everything the way Tommy V kind of, sort of did, but not really.
1: You mean three-man backline?
0: I mean four-man
1: backline.
0: <laughs> I know. All right. I
5: well, I don't know. I I have a sneaking suspicion that one of the one of the things I can remember immediately from uh, the interview with Lily. Is the question I asked him about uh, Kenny that I,
0: that I wrote for you? But go ahead. Yes, <laughs> no.
5: Full disclosure: Mike does everything. In this <laughs> uh, yeah, what was about like Kenny's role and um, yeah, like higher up the field and being a playmaker from deeper or higher up, and I, I seem to remember uh coach Lily saying like yeah he, he's he's trying to get Kenny higher up the field and Kenny has a little bit of like a resistance to it and wants to drop back deeper so yeah I don't know I, I don't know how that's gonna play out but I my hunch is Lily will want to get him higher not deeper
1: to be fair, Lily's been yelling higher for at least three seasons to yeah, all the players. Exactly. All the players. So there's always that to keep us sure, maybe,
4: maybe he just has the back line playing on the 50 yard line the entire higher. time.
1: <laughs>
4: if he's not saying higher, he's saying Romeo. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: still. Still.
0: I will say, I was rather surprised because, like, I still think of us as, you know, we're just a bunch of people who get together and hang out and talk about the hounds. But the the hounds had uh, this past Wednesday, sort of their virtual kickoff meeting for the season. And the number of times that like coach and the players and like the host name drop Mongols, like, oh yeah, I was talking to Mongols about that. Or like, I heard on Mongols, you don't like Pramani's or whatever. <laughs> it was like, wow, okay. Like I totally just assumed that Lily came on the show and immediately forgot about who we were. Like just, we didn't even exist. That's, that's always what I assume. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. With everyone
5: I meet, like- not just. He <laughs>
0: <laughs> was like, yeah, I was just talking to the Mongols guys about this the other day. So I was like, oh, sweet. Thanks, Lily. Um, so i mean it,
3: lily lily is one of those guys if you give him any like if you talk to him about soccer he'll remember you because he's just like oh i get to talk about my favorite thing
0: yeah, <laughs> True. for sure so guys let's talk about the game this weekend we are at tampa 7 p.m how is everybody going to be watching the game anybody doing anything fun josh liz what do you guys got going on
4: it's the agm slash game so uh if you're a steel army member um, there is a, an event at the stadium, uh, it starts an hour before the game starts. We're going to get together, have our general assembly meeting, uh, t- talking about what the plan is for the season and what all that kind of steel army stuff. But then afterwards, uh, they are letting us, uh, hang out at the stadium and watch the game on the scoreboard. Nice. So it's, it's all going to be outdoors. We're going to be in the stand just watching the scoreboard and watching the game on the scoreboard. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. Are you guys electing a new president this year? No, we're not. Oh.
1: <laughs> You're stuck with Josh, everybody.
0: Oh, I apologize. Yeah. I shouldn't say like you all, because I'm in the Steel Army too, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. So, yeah, if you're in the Steel Army, make sure you get down. But you do have to reserve tickets first, right? Because they're going to email the tickets to your phone. Is that how it's working?
4: Yes. Uh, we're yeah. testing out the ticketing system uh, with them. So it's free tickets. not you have to pay for anything. You just got to let them know. Um, if you are on the Discord you know, and you don't have the link Ask there, you should have gotten a, a dispatch with the link in it. Uh, and then if you know what the speakeasy password is for the website, you can also just go on there and it has a link uh, behind that password. Is there a limit to how many tickets you can get? We didn't set up a limit. It just says, like, how many tickets you need, and then you put in a number. Uh, so, like, I, I assume... 45. Just, just don't abuse it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair but enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah, if you're in the Steel Army, make sure that you get down
4: to the game, watch it on the scoreboard, be in the Or stands. if you
1: want to be in the Steel Army, you can buy your membership that day.
4: Yeah, yeah. You can contact anyone, like, contact the Steel Army on uh twitter or facebook or whatever and we can we can get you in we're not we're not close to our limit so we're not like really worried about capacity what time is the agm start i think it's a 6 30 i want to say yes because it's uh, an hour before the game yeah
0: agm 6 30 game at 7 or 7 30 and yeah so all right let's do some predictions um against Charlotte the Rowdies rolled out what appeared to be like a 3-4-3 I mentioned a little bit earlier that Duba who is now with Tampa um was was not in sort of the center of that 3-4-3 as we sort of not that we played a 3-4-3 but he sort of was that crux of our offense when we had him last season they had him off to the right almost more of a playmaker um and he did set up uh, one of their goals it was a really nice setup um Keeping that in mind, the fact that we're going to see Duba, you know, first of all, something that immediately crossed my mind was like, oh, like we should tell our defenders not to foul him because like he was (laughs) so good at getting fouls for us last year. But uh, what do we what do we think is going to happen in this one? Let's let's uh, you know, let's do some actual score predictions and any sort of highlights that you think we're going to see. Kev, I'll, I'll start with you. Because I'm shaking my head. Um, yeah, I'm like that teacher that always looks for the student who's like trying uh, not to make eye teacher. contact just so that I can call on you. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I, I,
5: how, I mean, how could you, I don't know, how could you predict? I, I, I don't, I'm not like. <laughs> you I do should, it no, every I, week. I shouldn't
0: call <laughs> no. on you. Every been week? do this every week for like. <laughs>
4: To be Six fair, now. When we say we do this every week, we predict the score every week. Kevin finds a way to not predict the score. Every week.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you why I disagree with the with that question, Kevin. <laughs> um
5: I'm I'm gut, I'll a a prediction will be, come at the end of the statement. But uh, um, I um I'm I'm very excited about watching the team after after what feels like ages not watching them um but i'm not particularly like excited about the result i i don't feel that confident um i you know very happy with the draw uh but um i yeah it, i don't think we're gonna win but uh but it's gonna be exciting nonetheless
0: justin
1: wait he said it yeah. would be a
5: prediction there was no prediction i said
1: we weren't gonna win what do you oh, okay. <laughs> think oh. so we weren't okay. gonna win and it was gonna be exciting My <laughs>
3: I, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I think this game is going to look a lot like Nashville two years ago. And, like, we're going to go in and play a real boring game to, for the first 45 minutes and just sort of shut their crowd down and that sort of thing. Um, and I think, I mean, I think that that's what it's going to look like. And so then I think it depends how the offense is clicking to how many chances we can create and all that kind of stuff. And so I do think – I mean, they do think if the offense is clicking, I, I think we can score some goals. I, I do think they'll also score some goals. Um, I think our, our back line will have to click together, and especially um, with not having that sort of, like, commander-in-chief <laughs> in in Tommy V and, and having somebody who can kind of cover um, and kind of call things and who – I, you know, uh, some of these guys could see the game really well, but I think you know Tommy V could see the game so well and um, really help the help the backline. So I do think that that's going to be a struggle. I think I think we'll probably three two or three one loss, something like that. Like I think we'll we'll have our chances, but it's it's about putting them away and that sort of thing, and then and then not giving up goals on the other end. Um, but I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be an exciting second half. I think the second half will be an exciting part of the game.
2: Steve, what do you think? I I tend to agree a lot with what Justin's saying. Other than I think uh, what's going to happen is they're going to score, be, not because we're not doing everything we want, but we're doing well defensively and our guys haven't played together that much yet, right? Like coach talked about it a couple of weeks ago, uh, having the extra preseason games, having the harder competition in the preseason is good. So I think we're moving forward in that sense, but, uh, I think we're still starting a little slow and there's going to be some disorganization on the back line and that's going to open things up. And once things open up, then who knows, right? Like, um, I I'm, I think if things open up, we've got the chance to put away a couple goals um, and take a draw or a win, um, or it could be a 3-2, a 3-1 loss. So um, I I just think after that first goal, things open up, and then we get a lot of fun to watch. And that's a great Kev-like answer where I don't actually give a prediction. That's all right. Welcome to the
0: show. Uh, Liz, what are you you thinking here?
1: I really thought you guys were, like, actually going to say things and... (laughs) Ouch! (laughs) Like, I just, I was pretty sure there was a discussion about not, like, it depends. Listen, I'm an attorney. I say it depends a lot. But can't we just, you know, put something forward? All right. It's going to be a 2-2 draw. It's not going to be boring, Justin. You're so wrong. Very physical. Five yellow cards.
0: That's my prediction. Down to the card count. I like it. Josh.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Can we ask Liz how many of
2: those yellow cards uh, are a
1: Fouls against Duba. (laughs) (laughs) He's only going to be able to draw one. The ref is not going to be having any of it. He'll get one though, for sure.
4: I look forward to the first time where I'm like complaining because Duba Drew a foul, and I think it's BS. And be like, ah, yeah, oh, it's not yeah. a foul. <laughs> for, for all, you know, last season, all that, it's like, man, he's really good at drawing those fouls. It's really smart and tactical. And, like, you know, I really respect that about his game. I can't wait to be not like, anymore. this is BS. He's the worst. How can he do that? <laughs> we know. We know, Raph. <laughs> the game is rigged. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, but, no, I, I think it is going to be a situation where it depends on how much we can – Shore up our defense in the first half because I do think the first half is going to be rough. It's going to be, you know, a very big test for our defense for the whole team, obviously. Um, so depending on how many we let in that first half, I feel like the second half we could definitely make that up if we stem the bleeding some in the first half. So I'm I'm hoping for a two-two draw, um, but I I'm really scared that that first half could be a bloodbath if we're not careful. And then the game getting away from us because that's going to make morale down. It's going to make it harder to come back from. So I'm, I'm hoping when we hold them off. It looks like you know two one two zero at the half, and then second half we we come back with a vengeance.
1: Mike, I mean, do you have an actual prediction? I for said us? two two. I know we got. Well, listen, this household <laughs> is doing great for predictions. <laughs>
0: I'm I don't
1: know if Mike
0: has one. I'm going to say 3 3. And I think it's going to be a 3 3 that we feel really good about because I think what's going to happen is we're going to come out a little bit slow and nervous. And Tampa is going to be pumped up because this is their second game. I think Tampa gets one or two. And then, you know, not that they start to rest on their laurels a little bit, but maybe they get a third. And then we battle back and get three back. So by the end of the game, we're like, holy crap, if we had just played that way from the beginning. Like we're a legit team. And in in typical Hounds fashion, like we we don't really know how to feel going into the next game. We're like, well, we played really well, but we tied. So like, what does that mean? Like, can we actually play that way for 90 minutes? I don't know. So that'll give us a lot of talking points uh, prior to the game the following week. Um, So you're
1: in it for the content.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I want good talking points, Liz. I don't care what the score is. Just give me something to talk about. Okay, there, will, fair.
3: there will be yellow cards in this game. I mean, Forrest Lasso's on the field, so yeah. there will be yellow cards.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that's what we think. Let us know what you think, guys. Just, like, super excited to get everybody on the show and talk. I know we're already over an hour, which is... It feels effortless, which is kind of crazy. Like We just get together and have a good time and BS about the hounds. So grateful that everyone's back. Grateful that we have a season to talk about. Grateful that we're starting this weekend. It's gonna be so great. Um, I said great like 15 times. Anything else that, uh, that I missed that you guys wanna talk about here before we close this thing out?
1: Listen to soccer better because then yes. you can hear more of me talking about <laughs> things. And that's what really matters, guys. Soccer sure. better.
0: And, and, you know, I don't see, uh, you know, Laura Ellen adding any comments here, but I'll say for Laura Ellen as well that she is going to second you saying go listen to soccer better. And I third it. You guys absolutely should go listen to soccer better. So
1: She's the brains behind it, so she should second it.
0: There you
3: go. Um, she, she did have a comment from the beginning of the show that she did say something about Liz knows how to soccer better. So Yes, <laughs> this is true.
0: This is very true. So. All right, well, thank you guys. And thank you everybody for listening. Head over to mongols.com, click on support the show to become a Patreon follower. This is your weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. Let's get into the uh, the fun bouncing around. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to USL MLS oh, and US Soccer. Get cousin scarves for your group or team at <laughs> roughneckscarves.com. Uh, sorry, hold on, Like, we'll, we'll, we'll try to, there we go. Now you guys are sort of kind of in the way. There, now you can duck down, Kev. Uh, tired of the same <laughs> uniform and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Looking for more great USL news? Head over to the BGN.fm, where we've now got over a hundred fans that are writing and podcasting about the beautiful game. <laughs> Lots of great features that went up on the site this week. Check them out over at BGN. Dot fm i feel like this is almost like that google doodle thing where like every you like come in and you're like what are, how can i play with it this is great thanks everybody we'll talk to you very very soon
5: cheers
1: bye guys later See